Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. And today we're going to talk about content creation. This is a topic we got from one of our listeners. So in case any of you guys are wondering if we actually take your suggestions, here's your proof. So for in content creation, there's a mantra in the marketing and branding world that content is king. And this couldn't be more true. Content is a vast category and it can include everything from digital content like social blogs, video and publications to written content like books, white papers, pamphlets and brochures and articles to TV and OTT, like shows, advertisements, documentaries, billboards, and yes, podcasts. The list is endless because digital has created a proliferation of content platforms to the point now that we are surrounded by it. And the reason it is king, it is the ultimate differentiator for a business and a brand. Not only does it drive awareness by increasing touch points with your consumers, Content that is consistently branded across platforms can disproportionately build credibility, reputation, and trust. Yeah, and these are essential to build the emotional and mental connections to your customer, which ends up ultimately compelling them to choose you over and over again. But we see way too many people being cavalier with their content, and some of the common things we see are just doing what everyone else is doing in terms of content creation and promotion, or copying and pasting to different channels without giving any thought to what actually works and is relevant on that channel, to not strategically thought through with brand and your consumer in mind. Yeah, and we spoke a lot about this last one as it pertains to social in episode seven, the four elements of every successful social strategy. It's really worth a listen if you want to deep dive into that channel. But for this episode, We're going to talk about content as a whole and share four attributes of content that drives ROI. All right. So the first attribute of content that drives ROI is it delivers value. And this could take several forms, but content is always created to engage and close your target consumer. The most common ways to deliver value are your content educates or informs, which is more functional in nature, but it's always based on a novel insight, solution, need, or opportunity that would be of interest to your target consumer. Notice I said novel. This is where you have to work hard to figure out what your differentiating point is. It's not good enough just to say what you do here. The other way that you can create value is entertains. The content makes you laugh, cry, think, scream. It invokes some sort of emotion that has a meaningful impact on your target consumer. A third way is that it can inspire. So this content connects with your consumer in a more intimate way. This creates a sense of understanding, calling, community, or celebration. The fourth way is promotes. And this is probably the most tactical and overused format. Because it provides value through some sort of discount. So either coupon, sale, or BOGO. Some sort of offering, like a webinar, podcast, some sort of analysis, treatment, like a spa treatment, or a product, or some level of achievement, like award, recognition, some sort of moment in time. This last one's actually very popular on LinkedIn, and this is where you're going to see a lot of people use Promote. 
Now, what happens, though, is that these can tend to feel very salesy. And if you overuse them, it could quickly take over the tone of your brand. And then your business starts feeling like one big ad. And the problem with that is that it can lose its humanity. So sometimes it's better to add value than to actually discount. And we're going to talk about that a little later. Yeah, and I I would just add to that, you know, Anne mentioned the humanity here. What ends up happening is if you're not doing it the right way, you're losing the lens of the brand, which automatically disables the ability to be authentic in what you're trying to do. And so regardless of which you know, form you choose or way you decide as an in or using all of them, quite frankly, it's really important that you think about, is this relevant to your brand and does it make sense coming from you? And I think then that helps Mm -hmm. you get to that value point because the consumer automatically attaches value to it if it's tied to something they expect from your brand. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Really good point. All right, so the second attribute of content that drives ROI is it compels action. I think I set myself up nicely for this. I think so so too. (laughs) So when you deliver that value that's authentic to your brand, your consumer feels compelled to do something. Now, let me just preface this by saying you have to actually ask them to do something. You may get passive likes or, you know, comments and, and that kind of thing, but the way to really get people to engage with your content is to ask them to do something. Um, We call this a call to action. And Anne always talks about, which I never thought of it this way before, but she always says there's a funny thing that happens to the brain when you make a request. It's like you have an obligation to do something about it. I mean, we Mm -hmm, talk all mm -hmm. the time about how we have a really hard time not responding to emails, even if it's not applicable or, you know, if someone's asking us to do something, the knee jerk is to be like, okay, yes, I'll do something as a result of that. But it does work really well with content. And in addition to asking them, you have to kind of tell them what you want them to do. So it might be share, um, contact you, sign up for something, subscribe to something, rate and review something, which just to plug for our podcast, please, please, please do that for us, um, <laughs> to buy something, to engage in some particular way. Um, we like to say that it's better to be really clear, concise, and only ask for one thing in a given moment because otherwise it gets convoluted and confusing. So you just heard me ask you to rate and review. I guess that sort of sounds like two things, but essentially in the world of podcast, it can be the same. And then also it's good to offer incentive for taking immediate action. So if you're putting content out there and you're asking people to do something, you can offer time-bound additional value in exchange for something that you want them to do, some action you want them to take. So Let's say you share your fo- your favorite Christmas memory. You can receive a free photo book package, for example. Contact us in the month of February for a re- free website consult. Little hint here. This is the forthright people's incentive just for our podcast listeners. So contact us through the website. Say that you heard the offer there, and we will set something up with you. See what we just did there? Real live offer right in the moment. Um, And then again, I would just reiterate the point that I made previously with delivering value. If you're going to offer an incentive, 
make sure it makes sense for your brand. So obviously we do website work, right? I mean, we have a podcast episode, the very first one we did about monumental website mistakes. So that is well within our wheelhouse. It's something you probably would expect to hear from us. But for example, I mean, don't offer free socks if you're a makeup company, right? Offer a free lip gloss or some new shade of eyeshadow that's in for the season or whatever. But if you're a slipper company, you might offer free socks. And then that makes total sense to go along with your brand and what you sell or what you offer or whatever services you produce. Yeah, I think it's important to mention here that providing an incentive or or asking for something doesn't um, give you permission to have bad content. So you have to hook people with the content first, and then you get to make an ask of them. And then they're going to be more inclined to follow through on that ask if it delivers that value that we were saying before. But a lot of people miss that part, and they just like splash in that. And that's why people get very reliant on promotion or even just like simple education pieces that, you know, hey, it's good enough that I just tell you what it does you're going to be so overwhelmed by what it does that naturally you're going to you know go buy it or go look and that's not just that's not always the case sometimes people just need a little bit of a nudge in order to push them down the path and get them to complete whatever action you want and also the action doesn't have to be the same on every piece of content so you may have content for example, in one place like a billboard that is a little bit more like just moment in time as people are passing by, and you just wanted to stick in this in their head and it's just basically call because, you know, people don't have much more time to process a billboard than call this number kind of thing. Um, or maybe it's just your website and they think about looking up your website later or the name of your company, right? So your call to actions could be different for different pieces of content, but it does not allow you to have poor content. It's not going to make up for poor content. Well, yeah. And I mean, I think that's the big premise of this entire episode, right? Like we're trying to give you tips for creating content that'll deliver ROI, but at its very, you know, foundation, if it doesn't connect with you at the brand level and feel like it's compelling and expected from you, then it's really pointless. And I think to the Mm -hmm. point of incentives, um, those should feel like both they work for the channel, so like a billboard, like Ian just talked about, you only have seconds, literally, versus if you do long-form content, that's kind of a different thing. So I think depending on the channel, but then also the message that's relevant to your brand and making sure those work really closely together helps you put something out there that works. Yep, agree. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.